Hello, hello, hello. Ivana Ritchie is tuning in for a live segment. I see I'm peeling here. The weather's getting better. I was playing basketball the other day and burned my face. It doesn't happen often. But when you join me, say hello. Let me know how you're feeling and where you're tuning in from. Also, let me know if this is your first time catching me live or if you're someone who's been around for quite some time. If you're catching the replay, hashtag self-carved. And if you're here live, let me know as well. So tonight, I want to talk to you about two parts that go hand in hand. Two parts that go hand in hand. And what do I mean by this? This is going to be such an interesting topic because the first part that I'm going to focus on is the frequency of people's tone of voice and how that impacts your autonomic nervous system, how that impacts you internally in terms of what you're feeling when someone is communicating in a very specific tone. And we're going to discover why that is. And then we're also going to be talking about how based on based on whether you are more feminine or masculine, we're going to look at your past and see a pattern of, we're going to get to that. I don't want to say too much. Okay, so if you are in a relationship, if you're currently in a relationship or if you're married, you have by now <laughs> discovered that there are certain times in your relationship when your partner says something, or I want to say it this way, when your partner says something in a particular way, in a particular tone, and you just feel this uncomfortable experience, sensation, vibration in your body. Okay, if you are in a relationship, this is how you have felt at some point. This has nothing to do with love. When you're arguing or when something is going on or when things are hectic and your partner speaks in a particular tone, you feel discomfort in your body. You feel some type of negativity. And if you've experienced this, please let me know in the comments. If you're single, this is something you've experienced in the past, but it's also something that you're experiencing sometimes with your mom, your kids, friends, coworkers, boss, clients, someone in your life, that when that person is speaking in a particular way, and let me know if in, your, in the comments if this is your reality, if this has been your reality, if you experience this sometimes. When a person speaks to you a certain type of way, it feels very uncomfortable in your body. And sometimes, sometimes, especially because many times, if this is, for example, your partner, or used to be your partner. It doesn't make any sense because you, you know that this person loves you. You know that this person is not necessarily saying anything, you know, that they shouldn't be saying, right? They're not using her harmful words. But at this time, in this moment, it just feels so uncomfortable in, in your body. So you either clam up, you dissociate, or you get reactive, you start yelling, you start saying things to try to hurt them, or you just yell, or you walk away. You go into your room, y'all's room, or maybe you just leave the house, okay? And then there are various stages to this, okay? There are various stages to it. Some people in relationships, they'll leave the house and not come back for days. Some people will argue and yell for hours, and some people, in their level of dissociation, it will take them quite
quite some time to come back and be present and be in their bodies, okay? And this can happen at different levels of arguments, okay? So you can have an argument with someone or a discussion. It doesn't have to be like a full rage fight, okay? So you're having a, a, an argument or a discussion with someone and you start feeling this discomfort and the longer you're talking, the more you're feeling it in the body, in your body. Okay, so because I want this to make sense to you and I want you to understand it and I want you to get to a place if you're not already there where you realize that this is possible to heal, to change and that there is actually a way where you can navigate through these things that are happening. But what I like what I am here for is to actually shed light to a lot of the things that people don't know. Everybody knows so much about everything else and everybody else. And people are quick to tell you how you should be living your life, what you're doing wrong, what you should change, what you should be doing, right? And people are so focused on their external world, what's going on in the media, what's going on in the world, what's going on with the next person, what's going on with everybody else. But majority of people don't even know their main organs. Majority of people don't even know, understand their body. Majority of people don't even understand themselves, don't even know themselves. They're not aware of what happens to their face, what happens to their body when they are in a triggering situation. Majority of people don't know how to communicate it to their partner or to their loved ones. That this makes me feel this type of way. This is what happens. And this is what I would like for you to change, or this is what I would like for you to do, or can we come up with a plan? No, it's always that person did that. This situation happened. My boss did this. My coach did this. My child did this. It's always, we're always looking to the outside and we're focusing on the outside. Much with this Will versus Chris situation, what we're seeing is people's own wounds are coming out, right? It's the for and against thing again. For and against. For and against, and it's choosing a side based on what relates the most to you, right? So if you are comfortable, for example, with the Will punched Chris, that means that you have some things built up in yourself, right? And if you are not comfortable with it, that means something else. The stories you're telling about, for example, what the joke meant is a reflection of the stories that you're telling yourself. And much in this world, we do this based on what side we choose, right? We see this with politics. We see this with situations like this. We see this when you're watching a movie or watching a show, like you have that favorite character because you relate to that person, right? But sometimes what we don't realize when you're, when we're so against something, we mess up our own nervous system. So when you get really frustrated about what someone else did, or when you have a super strong opinion about what should be done or what shouldn't be done, you put yourself in a fight or flight mode and you're, and, and, and your body starts producing adrenaline and cortisol. You start releasing stress hormones in your body. You're thinking you're just, oh, I'm just standing up for what's right. But this is what we do to ourselves. So this is not to say that you have to walk around 
thinking that everybody is doing everything perfectly. Of course, you can have your preference, but I want you to start paying attention to how much of your energy and then how much negativity you engage in when you have these really, really strong opinions, okay? So going back to the, uh, the focus on the external, that was just an example, okay? Focus on the external is that we have to start spending more time with ourselves and we have to understand, understand our body better. Too much, too much in the world when it comes to, for example, relationships that's talked about what has to be done and how to build a successful relationship, what to do for your partner and what to ask for. So much is focused on, again, here to the external. We don't focus on the internal enough. <laughs> when you have healthy nervous system regulation internally, that's the only time you're going to be able to build a healthy relationship. If you are not in a ventral vagal state, and this is probably something you might not have ever heard, or you may not know what I'm talking about at this point, we're not going to go into detail about it. What I'm going to tell you about it is that it's going to be explored deeper in our healing workshop this June. My husband and I are hosting, but I am saying this. If you're not operating from the ventral vagal state, there is no healing, no transformation, no love, no change that can happen if you're not operating from there, okay? If you're not operating from there, you're, you're operating from a dysregulated state. In your own life, no change, no healing, no growth, no transformation can happen anywhere else. So then you can only imagine what happens when you have a dysregulated nervous system, a dysregulated autonomic nervous system, and you are around someone else, especially if that person too has a dysregulated autonomic nervous system. Now we get to the point that this is why it's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's all, everything is about how regulated a person is. How regulated a person is. This is the only thing that matters because the more regulated you are, the, you, once you're regulated, you're not going to be going off. You're not going to be reacting. You're not going to take things personal. You're, you're not going to see things as black and white. There's more, there's going to be like a gray area. Things are just, your, your vision is going to open up. You're going to be more open-minded. Your heart is going to be open up, is going to open up. Things are going to be different from here. But what happens in, is in a relationship, people with a dysregulated nervous system start talking to one another and nothing good, nothing good comes out of that. And this is why fights continue on for so long until what happens? One of the partners, they change their tone of voice. They change their body language. They change something to what? To calm themselves and regulate their nervous system Okay, and as they do that to themselves, because we're deeply affected by the people in our surrounding and we can co-regulate with other people, as your partner or your former partner or your future partner in your case is doing this, it affects your nervous system. So now you're noticing, okay, the voice changed. I feel a little better in my body. Now I calm down. Now I feel more soothed soothed. <laughs> it feels more soothing now, right? 
And now I am also changing the way that I'm interacting with this person, with my partner, with my child, with my mother, with my friend, whoever it may be. Okay. So it's usually when one person starts shifting that autonomic nervous system state, right? Their state, it affects the other person. It's not that this person started saying all kinds of different things because many times this state is there even if things are just being talked about. It's not that you're cussing each other out. And this is what people don't understand. And an argument goes on and on and on and on and on and on because you're operating from a dysregulated nervous system. So you end up talking about things. Sometimes things don't get resolved. It's not necessarily because of the topic, it's because this level of dysregulation continues on with you. You don't know how to regulate yourself. And because you're so dysregulated, you, what? In your mind, it's because of what your partner did or what your partner said or because it wasn't resolved. And I know also many times you've noticed after you've had an argument, disagreement, whatever, you realize, oh my gosh, we fought so long for what? It was minor. It was minor, it was petty, and in reality, we weren't even arguing about that. But <laughs> most of the time, whatever we consider minor is not minor because there's something underneath. And there's something underneath, okay? See, so I have a comment. Hello, beautiful. All you just said, describe me. I have been working hard at being more conscious and aware of myself and my surroundings. It's been hard lately. It's okay. It's amazing that you've been working on it. Progress is key. Now, there's something that my husband says every day, and it's so, so true. All it takes is a millimeter shift, right? A millimeter. Like this would be a decimeter, a centimeter. So a millimeter is like, like literally like that like nothing almost. And the one part, smallest muscle, called the stapidious muscle, that affects so much, it affects so much in our body, is making all the difference in the world internally for us in terms of our healing. And when you heal yourself, when you start healing yourself, when you deepen your healing, when you do the necessary work to restore it, it shifts everything because it affects your cranial nerves, it affects your jaw, it affects your head. So I'm gonna say it like a crazy fact right now. So only one negative thought, thought, one negative thought can what can affect two of your cranial nerves okay two of them and as it affects them the blood flow to your brain stem and certain parts of your brain including your frontal lobe diminishes the 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 blood flow, the bloodstream is not as good anymore. So when we're not getting that into our frontal lobe, which helps us regulate our emotions, it helps us make healthy decisions, then it also explains why we react, okay? I'm not intending to get too scientific with you tonight, but 
I want you to see how just one minor thing in your body has such an important role. And in terms of trauma, it got damaged. So if you're someone who's hypersensitive, you struggle with noises and sounds and every little thing bothers you, it's damaged, right? You hear things that other people don't hear. You have a hard time filtering out sounds. That's a sign that it's damaged. And it's so tiny, but it affects so much in the body. So now going back to what I was saying about having a conversation or having an argument with your partner, your ex or your future partner, or your mom, your dad, your children, your grandchildren, a client, <laughs> a coworker, a boss, whoever, and you just, you're just feeling this discomfort, a big part of it is because their tone is at a very low frequency. And this is the interesting thing. Someone yelling at you, you would think, oh, well, that's high. Uh, that's what it sounds like, right? Externally, it seems like it's loud, so it's high. It should be high frequency, but it's actually the opposite. Because yelling or speaking in a certain way from a place of it not being very, very loving, just talking in a monotone voice or a certain way usually has a very low frequency. And so it doesn't resonate with your body. And many times people speaking to you a certain type of way reminds your body of how it felt when you were spoken to as a little girl growing up or in your previous relationships. Let me know if this resonates or if this has been your reality. So for example, if your dad or your mom used to yell at you or speak to you a certain type of way, that vibration, that vibration is gonna be stuck in your body like a memory. So when that, then when someone else speaks to you in a similar way, even if you've forgotten how your parents or your guardians used to speak to you, it will trigger the same stress response in your body and you will feel the same type of way. And the person across you will say, oh, you're just being sensitive or you're exaggerating or I'm not even yelling. I'm just, you know, getting aroused or whatever the case may be, right? So I have been honest and open and vulnerable about this before. My husband has shared it too. And in the beginning of my marriage, my husband was yelled at and spoken to a certain type of way his entire life growing up. So he naturally sometimes when he, uh, and also he's a speaker and he has a very powerful voice. But when we would disagree on something or when we would have an argument, at some point he would get more, it's not excited, but it's not aggressive either. It's just like he's getting more loud, okay? He's getting more loud, but as he was getting more loud, that triggered the stress response in my body. It was a triggering experience for me because it reminded me of something in my childhood. And in the midst of that, I could not look at him, even though he would never harm me or he would never hurt me. He was not saying anything that was not okay, but it was just that he changed the frequency of his tone. My body would shut down. I, I could not look at him and I would just go into a dreamland. Basically, I would dissociate. I would leave. I would leave. 
not physically, but I would dissociate. This is called what? The freeze response, right? So this would happen. And the crazy thing is that I was not even aware of what in particular that made me feel that type of way. My husband was confused because all of a sudden I, I'm not wanting to talk to him. He's like trying to talk to me and I'm not even responding. It's like, what the heck? Like, he's thinking like he did something crazy. And he was like, I don't know, I didn't do anything crazy. Like I'm just having like a argument with my wife. And this was very, very early on in our marriage. And I remember we did a session with a coach and in front of the coach, we ended up like bickering at each other and then it happened in front of the coach and the coach was able to see it, call it out because I wasn't fully aware <laughs> what it was. And my husband wasn't aware of what it was either. So he was able to see it, call it out, say, okay, so she has a problem with something. She's not able to put her finger on it. It is your tone. It is your tone. And I'm like, yes, that's right. And then I was able to figure it out. My husband fixed it right away, right? I shared in the post yesterday, when you tell a man in a healthy, in his healthy masculine that you have a problem with something, that you have a problem with something, that you desire something or that something bothers you, whatever the case may be, he will fix it right away. Unfortunately, I haven't seen the same thing with us women every time, but it is possible for us also to change and implement things Sometimes we're more in our feeling selves and it's, it's not as action oriented, but men are all about mission, action, figuring things out, making their woman happy. So anyway, after that experience and working with that coach, that was fixed, but it's so interesting. But because before, whenever I would experience that, I would just leave the relationship. I would just not try to resolve it. So many times in our lives, we're self-sabotaging because we're not understanding what we're doing ourselves. Because again, we don't have the knowledge about ourselves, about our body, about our nervous system. The other person that we're interacting with has no clue either. They're doing something they've been doing their entire life. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. They're not hurting you. They're not cussing at you. They're not touching on, they're not doing any of that. They're just engaged in the argument. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a full-blown argument or a fight, it's just a disagreement. But again, your nervous system is going to respond to it a certain type of way. So this is called neuroception. We're all about, uh, the world is talking about perception, right? How do, you, how do you perceive things? So that must mean you perceived him as a threat. No, my nervous system did. My nervous system perceived that frequency that came out out of his mouth as a low frequency. And that was not very pleasant in the past. So again, it doesn't have anything to do with the person. It has something to do with the frequency. Okay. And this is deep. Sabrina said, I find myself giving way too much like love bombing in a nurturing, nurturing form from wife mode. And it makes the guy happy yet. It scares them off because I don't know how to date them. Oh, how to get them to do more. And then they feel maybe pressure when I'm going with the flow, just a considerate person, but it leaves me alone. Then I feel like what I did, what did I do? And then they leave like I was too good to them. Then I get mad because I left. Then I'm told I was a good woman. They, but they're, they went already. I don't know. Then I feel rejected, which I hate. So I think, I think you get into your head a lot then you gotta, you gotta ask yourself questions like, 
why am I doing what I'm doing? What am I trying to achieve? Right? Is this coming from a genuine place? Is this, is this really who I am? Or is this something that my mom or my grandparents taught me? Is this something that I've observed from society? Or am I doing what I'm doing because I'm afraid of losing a person? Am I doing what I'm doing because I think is, this is what I have to do? Right? Because if this is really what you want to do and this is who you are, then you're doing it with no expectations. Right? You're doing it. You, you, you do that. It makes the person happy. But we have to do what we do with no expect expectations in return, okay? And this doesn't mean just do, 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 do. And if you never get anything to stay in that, but you got to watch the other person's actions too, right? You got to be yourself. And this is why I do this work to help you heal and step into who you are because if you're always in an aroused state, you're not gonna be able to connect with yourself and know your truth and know your power, right? So I think asking yourself these questions, doing some pondering is gonna help you a lot, right? Feeling rejected is an internal thing. You cannot be rejected. If you don't reject yourself, no one can reject you. The only thing that can happen is that a person is not a match with someone else. There's never any rejection. It's just that it's not maybe a good fit, okay? So I want you to consider that, that there have been people that you haven't been able to get along with or there have been relationships that have gone south because the frequency of that person's tone been low. Maybe yours was too. Maybe that's why that person couldn't continue on in a relationship with you and you're like, I thought I did everything right or I don't understand, you know, I was such a great person, I did everything that I could but maybe your tone was way too triggering for that person, right? And I'm talking about the tone. We also have the eyes, the body movements. It all plays a crucial role in communication. Only 7% of communication is verbal. 7%. Like, I should probably say that a few more times. Only 7% of communication is verbal. Tone of voice is about 35 So what you're feeling is your nervous system responding and it's not something that can be compartmentalized in your mind, in your head. It's not about things making sense. We're overusing that statement nowadays. It does not make any sense. I don't know why someone would do that, right? It doesn't make any sense why that person did that. Or I would do it this way. Well, of course, that's, that's, that's your level of consciousness. That's your level of healing. So we don't act from a place of things are making sense or this is how I perceive things, so I need to act from here. No, we act from a place of neuroception, which means how our nervous system responds to our internal and our external world, okay? So our nervous system plays the biggest role when you're not taking action in your business it's the same thing when you're not doing what you want to do it's the same thing everything is the same thing whether you feel safe or not right is determined by that I'm so happy that I'm here right now hearing you again. I'm reminded here and now to go back and start watching your videos and implement the information blessed beyond measures. 
So happy, Michelle. I love, love, love hearing that. Okay. Now I want to, because this came to right before I came on, I want to mention a different thing too. I've been, <laughs> this week, I've been reflecting a lot on my life. And so when I reflect on my life, I reflect to understand myself better, right? I don't go back to pity myself or to indulge in, uh, self-discouragement or to do any of that. We can do that, but again, you would do that from a dysregulated nervous system place, okay? And in our workshop this June, my husband and I will teach you how to regulate your nervous system and how to continue to heal more and more and more. So you, most of the time, and eventually, majority of the time, you're gonna be operating from the ventral vagal state. And that is where all the magic happens. Okay, and I've shared a lot about this in my healing academy, but in this workshop, we're gonna go deep and we're gonna do it on the spot and we're gonna bring some amazing healing modalities so you can understand what it's truly about and realize that these millimeter shifts can happen in the moment. My husband and I did some exercises tonight, like some healing exercises, not the gym, not physical therapy, but trauma healing exercises. And I'll tell you, my back was hurting all day. And as soon as we were done, like five to 10 minutes max, it's not there. Because why? A, a, a state of safety and regulation was created internally, right? So this is, this, is, this is the only thing really that matters because when you're regulated, everything else will work out in your life. It's my pleasure, Sabrina. So I was thinking about my life and I looked at the relationships I had with people in my life, especially when it, when it came to like teachers, professors, coaches. And I realized that the ones that I was closest with or that I felt the safest around were people who were more feminine. People who were more feminine, not women, not women only. There were some women too, but people who had more feminine energy. Okay, because I had, I had both wounds, both the mother wound and the father wound. And I want to say this, I want to say this, I said this to a friend the other day. You could have grown up with amazing parents and a lot of us had incredible parents and you still could have been traumatized, okay? You still could have been traumatized and developed a father wound and the mother wound and therefore now you have wounded masculine or wounded feminine or both and one is gonna be more dominant than the other. Because trauma is not about what happened, it's about how you internalize that and what you made experiences and situations and interactions mean about you and the world, okay? So maybe the fact that your parents didn't hear you a few times when you were asking for their attention because they were busy and they were trying to make things work for, for your family, you internalize that as neglect. Okay, so when I'm sharing these things, I am not downgrading our parents. It doesn't have to mean, and this is why I want you to still listen, even if you're like, my parents were great. It's not about how great your parents were. It's about how your childhood impacted you and your experiences and your interactions and your relationships, okay? It's not about what in particularly, what happened in particular, okay? Because we all interpret things different, in different ways. And this is why, the, the whole thing that I'm gonna raise a child the same way. We're not raising children, by the way. We're raising cattle and sheep. We're cultivating 
healthy environments, right? This is what it's all about. So a person can develop into a full-blown version of themselves, right? We're not trying to make carbon copies. We're not um, just putting in a program, which we are programming. We are programming, but we got to make sure that whatever program they receive is the best possible, okay? So sharing that, I noticed that majority of the people that I felt safe around were very feminine. And had both wounded feminine and both wounded masculine, but my primary was the wounded masculine. So anybody with a lot of masculine energy did not sit well with my nervous system, right? Very hardcore, um, firm, dry, like specifically, I would say anybody with a lot of wounded masculinity, just the masculine alone was kind of triggering to me. So when I look back on all the people that I've been around throughout my life that I felt safe around, they've had a lot of feminine energy. So I was talking to my husband about this. My husband is very feminine. He has a perfect blend. He has a perfect blend of the feminine and the masculine, but he has a lot of feminine too. So it also makes sense that I've always felt really safe around him too. But we looked at his past experiences and we see that a lot of the people and a lot of the teachers he liked and a lot of the coaches he liked, they had a lot of masculinity, right? A lot of healthy masculinity. So when you look at this, you also see that it's not necessarily, necessarily it may not have been the factor to why you chose the person that you chose, for example, to be with. But when you look at your relationships with family members, with teachers, with coaches, with mentors, with anyone in your life, they're going to have more of the one, more of the energy, more of the feminine. If you were more masculinely, more wounded on the masculine side, right? If you have a deep father wound, you are going to be drawn more to people with more feminine energy. And if you have a deep mother wound, you're going to be more drawn to people with a lot of masculine energy. You feel more safe around them, right? It feels safer on your nervous system. But when it comes to, this is where it gets a little tricky, but when it comes to love relationships, when it comes to romantic, not love, when it comes to romantic relationships, it's different until you start healing. When it comes to romantic relationships, we tend to pick the wrong partners because first of all, we're operating from a dysregulated nervous system. We have a skewed vision of ourselves. We don't believe that we're worthy. We don't believe that we can have much. And our wounded inner child is seeking a, a version of our parent or parents that didn't fulfill their mission completely or fully or we want to keep that alive. So even if you were wounded by your, by your experience with your dad, you're still gonna be seeking something similar because you want to heal that relationship. Okay, so in this case, you don't feel safe, like you've been feeling with these professors, these teachers, these coaches, these mentors, these friends, but that relationship continues on in a different form. So if your parent wasn't emotionally available for you, if your parent was neglecting you, if your parent was yelling at you, 
you were going to be attracting someone with similar traits. If your parent was very hard on you, that's what you're going to attract. So, and it's also, what did you try to fix? What did you try to fix in your dad? Or what did you try to fix in your mom? You attract someone similar, so then you can try to fix them. Because if you fix that, then the relationship can be healed. So even though you couldn't really heal it with your dad, you can heal it with this person, but it never happens, okay? Because this person is where they are. You attracted them from a wounded place, not a healed place. And again, any healing happens within. Healing your mother wound, healing your father wound happens within. And this is why you don't have to physically be around your parents to heal the relationship. And even if you are around your parents and you have a desire for forgiveness and healing, it may not necessarily happen because again, it happens internally. This is why it doesn't matter. But what happens is for a lot of people, once they get on their healing journey, they're just like ready to get in front of their parents and tell them everything. And they're ready to tell their parents that they have to be doing the healing. To no, 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 no. It's about you and your inner, right? So the cool thing then is when you uncover this and when you realize this, or when you get the support, when you get the guidance, when you get the coaching and you realize, wow, I've been attracting this, this pattern has been going on. This is what we talked about in the latest round of Healing Academy, by the way. I see this pattern, right? This pattern of me attracting this over and over and over again. Oh yeah, or maybe this is why I'm with my partner today. Or maybe this is why I have a desire for this in the future, right? So we see this and once you heal, once you heal these wounds, then you change, you, you change in terms of what you prefer, right? So a lot of our attractions are rooted in trauma, okay? It really is that simple. But when you heal yourself, you tend to attract what you truly want. So if there was a lot of chaos from your dad or from your mom and you want to attract someone you feel safe around, then you're gonna be focusing on wanting peace. With a, from a dysregulated nervous system place, and for example, if you have a disorganized attachment style, you're used to chaos, you're used to violence, you're used to things being up and down, hot and cold. And so that's what you're gonna be looking for in a partner, right? The bad guy who can, set off those stress hormones and the adrenaline in your body because that's what you're used to. This is what you think love is. This is all you know. So it's like a craving. A lot of people are addicted to it. We see with people who live in certain environments, like they get so excited when there are fights, when there are shootings, when things go on because that gives them that adrenaline rush because that's how they grew up in their households. Okay, so you're gonna notice with in, in, in environments where you have to spend a lot of time in, like school, like your team, if you are on, uh, if you're playing sports or a group that you are a part of, or like an institution, whatever it is, you're gonna be more drawn to people that make you feel safe. But when it comes to choosing a partner, you tend to go for someone who is similar to your dad. Not because, and, 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 the, and the thing is, all you've been wanting to do is either heal that relationship or run away from your dad. But it ends up coming back like 360, right? Because you're wanting to heal that relationship. And then you get so frustrated because then you're with these men and they become this mission. The mission is to fix them 
because you couldn't fix your dad. The mission is to create this amazing relationship because you couldn't have it with your dad. The mission is to feel something that you couldn't feel before. And so when that doesn't work out, that triggers so much more than, than, just, than just the failure of that relationship, the unsuccess of that relationship, because it takes you back to, dang, I didn't even have it with my dad. I thought I was finally gonna have it, right? And this could, or this could be your mom too. This means I'm this, this means I'm a failure. This means this, this means that, this means there are no good men out there. No, it doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you're looking to heal yourself through another person, which never works. And again, this is what I'm saying. You're operating from a dysregulated nervous system place, right? You're operating from that. When you're operating from a ventral state, which is what I teach in my coaching, and this is what my husband and I are gonna be helping you with if you come to our workshop, or if you become selected to come to our workshop in June, how you can, what, regulate your own autonomic nervous system so, you, so you're operating from a ventral state, because this is the only place that change can happen and healing can happen and you can miraculously heal your body, <laughs> your back, your feet, whatever the case may be, your headaches, because it only takes that millimeter shift that I was talking about, the, smaller, the smallest muscle in your body, the stupidious, is responsible for so much. When it's damaged through trauma, it affects your neck, it affects your head, it affects your jaw, right? All that stems from it being damaged, that low part. So it's not true that you have to go through your entire life healing over and over and over again, doing the same things over and over again, talking about your problems over and over and over again. No, it's recognizing what is the thing, what is the underlying cause? What got damaged in most of the cases? It is that which I just mentioned. So you have a dysregulated autonomic nervous system, but it's not just going into meditation mode. It's not just being consciously aware of it you got to know what to do and that's what we're going to be teaching in the workshop it's going to be incredible we're going to be doing on doing it on the spot sabrina said i want someone like my dad he is everyone's dad my mom and i are like oil and water okay so you're going to be avoiding you're going to be avoiding what the, the traits of your mom and you're going to be looking for what your dad had and chances are because you're avoiding what your mom was or she represented chances are that you're going to attract that and also chances are that your standards are so crazy high and that you're afraid that you're not going to attract someone as amazing as your dad. So then you end up attracting someone who you consider less than your dad and you constantly feel like there is no way that you're going to be able to find someone as good as your dad. Okay, is that accurate? Hi, Elena. So true. I thought I chose someone very different from my dad, but as, as, as the relationship declined, I saw so much of my dad in him. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we don't see it. When we are in a dysregulated state, we don't see. We don't see the choices we made. We don't see the patterns. We don't understand our own behaviors. We don't see any of that because it's what? It's about surviving. It's about trying to fix something. There's something going on, going on beneath that we are looking to fix through our, what? Through our behavior, but operating from a dysregulated state. And I'll take it back again. So once you start doing the healing and you heal yourself more and more and more, then your attractions change too. Then your attractions change too. Then all of a sudden, you're gonna be looking for that, which is the representation of the you desire. But you cannot look for that until you start becoming that. 
And I will cut out the nonsense when it comes to people telling you you have to be healed before, before you can attract an amazing partner. It's not true. It's not true. But you have to have started a healing. You have to have at least gotten to a level of consciousness where you can see yourself, where you are aware of some of your self-destructive patterns, where you take ownership for the part that you played in past relationships, where you're actively healing, you're actively caring about yourself, and you're actively working on yourself, and you're committing to this, this journey. This is, this is it. Because there are so many layers to this. And healing is a lifetime commitment. It's not a... It's not a death sentence. It's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful journey. Like I love to know how much I've healed. The other day, my husband said something and sometimes, you know, I used to, in, back in the days, in the beginning of our marriage, I would just like go, oh, I didn't do that or I didn't say that. He said something like, why didn't you tell me, why didn't you tell me there are no oranges left? And I know I told him. And I also knew, no, I know that there were some oranges left in the fridge. I'm trying to remember because a few things happen and it's been so much, it's so fun to observe yourself. And it's also fun when you get to the level of healing where you can do something silly and then you can laugh about it or your partner can call you out or your best friend can call you out and say, well, you did it, you caught yourself, that's amazing, right? So we should be able to get to the level of healing where we're laughing at our own stuff. Like, wow, I just did that, that's hilarious. And this is just a defense mechanism. At this point, I, my, my nervous system was hijacked in this moment and I was able to regulate myself, catch it, and choose a different direction, okay? So I knew there were oranges in the fridge and instead of telling him, I, I didn't need to tell you there are no oranges because there are oranges in the fridge, I just, I took a deep breath and I opened the fridge and I took the orange out and I showed it to him. <laughs> And he started laughing because he had like a little tiny ad. He was just joking, but he still said it like, oh, why didn't you tell me? So I showed him the orange and he said, isn't that so amazing? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, isn't it so amazing not to react? And just, he's like, you just get laugh at me like I'm crazy. He's like, doesn't that feel so much better? And I was like, yeah, it's true. So I look at some of these things and I love hearing my clients share how they used to go off on the smallest thing because again, they've been healing their nervous system. They've been learning how to regulate it. They've been what? Making sure that they are aware of their patterns. They're making sure to be present. They're, they're making sure that they're in the moment. They're making sure that they understand themselves because again, we're so focused on the external. So many, so many people are spending time focusing on other people's healing. They're focusing on what their partner is doing. It doesn't matter what your partner is doing because they can be doing all kinds of stuff, but if you're regulated, it's not gonna bother you. If you are regulated, if you're operating from a ventral state, it's not gonna bother you. And that's the cool thing. You only want them to change or you only want your kid to shut up or you only want the constructing, constructor, constructing, the workers out there, I can't get the word out because I'm trying to say the Swedish word right now. You want them to be quiet because your stupidious, the smallest muscle in your body is damaged from trauma and it is setting off your autonomic nervous system and it feels this, uh, uncomfortable. It doesn't resonate well. Mm -mm. Need a whole world to be quiet. And this is why a lot of people say, I just want inner peace. I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to hear anything. But a lot of the times it's because you haven't healed enough. 
right? The, the answer shouldn't be you have to go and live in a little cabin in the woods for you to have inner peace and love yourself and be in Zen mode. You should be able to achieve that or maintain that throughout your life, no matter where you are, right? And this is why we get so bothered by what other people are doing and what the government is doing, what's going on in this world, because we're focused on everybody else and we depend on the external world. We depend on the external world. The TV's too loud. Oh my gosh, it's bothering me. Like, shut up. Oh no, this is because of your nervous system. So instead of actually getting to the root of why am I getting so triggered by these noises, by the sounds, by these tones, right? I talked about the tone of your partner's voice in the beginning of this video. Why am I getting so bothered by my kid playing here or things being all over the place just for this very moment? Why can I leave things in one spot? Why am I always feeling so anxious? Instead of getting to the root of that and healing that, we're constantly picking on different things. And we're constantly worried about everything. And then we're wondering why we're full of anxiety. Why are we always feeling so worried? Why we're never satisfied? Why we never have inner peace? Why we always feel so exhausted? Why our back hurts? Why our head hurts? Why our shoulders hurt? Why we just feel like everything is on us? Because the focus is out there. So when you learn yourself and you come back to yourself and you come into your body and you understand your nervous system, you understand your pattern, you, you're able to see yourself, you have to be able to regulate your nervous system and operate from a ventral state because this is the only place you can see it. This is the place of healing, growth, and restoration. And this is why going to the gym from a dysregulated state, if your autonomic nervous system is dysregulated, if you're operating from the sympathetic or the dorsal and you go to work out, and you are what your, your, your stress levels are high, you're not gonna be able to burn any fat in the gym because why you're producing adrenaline and cortisol in your body. Your metabolism isn't working. Your cardiovascular system isn't working. When you are in a stressful state, which most people are operating from that, by the way, 90% of doctor visits are related to stress. All the oxygen, your blood flow starts going to your limbs. It leaves your internal organs so you can survive, right? Fight or flight. From this place, there's not gonna be a way, there's not gonna be healing because you don't have the blood flow flowing freely and nourishing your organs. There's not gonna be weight loss because now your me me metabolic rate is <laughs> not what it's supposed to be. This is what people don't understand, the emotional aspect of things but it's all connected. You work with the body, you work with the mind, and you work with the emotions. You don't only work with the body. You don't only work with the mind. You don't only work with the emotions. You have to learn work, work with all three when it comes to your healing. So doing these things are great. Working out, eating healthy, doing yoga, doing the things that you want to do but you have to be regulated first. And this is why you have to come into your body first. Having a partner is great too, but if you don't know how to regulate, you're gonna make each other sick. They've done a lot of studies. I don't know the percentages right now because it's been like a year since I read those articles, but 65%, I think, of couples' conflicts are never resolved. And then it's also, 50%, I believe, of those couples who never resolve their arguments, they end up having extreme illnesses. 
So we know we make ourselves sick when we are not able to regulate our nervous system and when we're suppressing our emotions and when we're always in a stressful state because we shut down the internal organs and then we start getting sick, right? And then our immune system gets affected and we're more susceptible to diseases. Someone with a very healthy autonomic nervous system and is able to regulate themselves and to have a healthy immune system because of that, no matter what comes, the C word or anything else, it's not gonna affect them like that. They're gonna be able to fight it off like nothing else because their immune system is, <laughs> is what's working, not nothing else that they injected into them, okay? This is being the freaking magician, being the magician that you are, because you are magic. So we have to take our power back. This is why I'm all about that. When you heal yourself, you're gonna understand that because now you're gonna start getting to know yourself more and more and more, and you're gonna tap into your true power and you're gonna realize I can work through anything. And I went from having the belief, because it's in my family, the older I get, the worse my eyesight is gonna get, is gonna be. The older I get, the more my body is gonna hurt. The older I get, the more issues I'm gonna have, right? That, it went from that to now, the older I get, the more I'm gonna heal. I've already healed a majority of my headache issues. I barely get headaches anymore. My back has gotten so much better. I don't have to go to the hospital anymore. Now I had a surgery on my feet. They cut my nerves. This is a decision I made when I was younger. I still believe, even though all the doctors told me it's never gonna be able to change, I'm gonna heal that too. And the older I get, the more flexible my body is gonna be because it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with suppression. It has to do with your nervous system. It has to do with your DNA. It has to do with your healthy, uh, your, your, your cells in your body and your organs and what you're feeding your body in terms of nutrition, thoughts, and emotions, and how well functioning your autonomic nervous system is and your central nervous system too. It all plays a role. But it cannot happen if you're not interested in getting to know yourself, getting to know your body, getting to know your nervous system, getting to know yourself, getting to know your nerves, your cranial nerves, your vagus nerve. If you don't care about that, if that's like, I don't want to know about that, which again, this is a good thing that I care about this and I learn about this. So I can, what, help you in a different way by communicating in a way that actually resonates with you so you don't have to do all this. One thing that I always hear over and over again, whether it's from a client or when I do an interview, whatever the case may be, I hear you make things that are so complicated or so complex, you just make them so easy, okay? And I wanna continue this because things are not supposed to be hard to understand. If they are, we're not gonna be able to change. We're not gonna be able to learn. And I know in this video, I went on longer than I usually do because there's just like so much that I wanted to express tonight. But know that our, in our workshop, this June in Dallas, Texas, my husband and I will focus on the healing modalities and the way that you can understand your nervous system so that you can regulate yourself so that no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter who's bothering you, no matter what's going on in the world, you know how to regulate yourself. If you have a healthy regulated state, then it doesn't matter what's going on. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't choose to walk away from a situation or leave a person or whatever, but you're not doing it from a place of anger, discomfort, dysregulation, and then you go back to, I don't know if I really wanted to do that, and then you go back and forth, and you continue to live in a stressful state, okay? 
you bring down your stress levels, you learn about your autonomic nervous system, you start taking what ownership for what's happening internally. And by doing the, some of the things we're going to be teaching you in the workshop in person, you're going to change your DNA. You're going to heal deeper layers of trauma. And there are things that you're going to be able to heal instantaneously. And we've seen this happen in the sessions we've done with clients just in one session, things have shifted like tremendously. So if what I've shared tonight, it resonates with you and you're like, I love this. I can see myself in this. I want to take my healing journey to the next level because this is not about just making more money or having a better paying job or getting a partner or improving my relationship. This is about me. I want my life quality to be amazing no matter what's going on, no matter how much money I have or no, much, no matter what I'm going through or no matter what happens to me if I happen to hit my foot or hurt my foot or if something externally affects me, I want to be able to what? Be able to healthily regulate my autonomic nervous system. I want to be able to have that mindset. I want, and I, wanted to, I want to be able to regulate my emotions. But I now understand that the structure of my cranial nerves, that the small muscles in my body has a big impact on my brain. And that means that the structure of what? My body, that impacts my brain, that also means it impacts my emotions, my, love, my, my ability to regulate my emotions. So that means I have to work with all three parts. And if you're at a place where you want guidance with this, if you're ready to up level and you're so excited about your life and you've done a lot of healing and some things have worked for you and other things haven't worked for you, and this is making sense and this is resonating and you would love to meet us in person and help you guide you through deeper levels of healing, then I would love to share the link with you for you to apply to our workshop. 10 spots, three are already taken, so that means seven are left, okay? Would love, love to have you if this resonated with you, okay? You can let me know in the comments or you can shoot me a private message as well, okay? Either way, I hope you took, out, you took away something from this video. I know I've shared a lot, so you can come back and take some notes. If for some reason, if for some reason this doesn't resonate with you, the workshop, but you know someone in your life who could benefit from it, please tag them. Please tag them and let them know this is going to be revolutionary. Okay. And it's also the first time we're doing something like this in person. All right. So thank you for being here. I might see you in my DMs. And if I don't, I'll see you next time live. Okay. Bye-bye.